Welcome to the Healthy Tips Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and today we'll be talking about 10 ways to protect yourself from heavy metal toxicity. Now, why is this subject important? Well, recently, while doing research for an earlier podcast that we called Five Top Reasons to Detox Your Body, Bill and I came across a story of a woman who was suffering from heavy metal toxicity. And as we read her story, we realized that this subject, this heavy metal toxicity, is so important. And the actual detoxing process is so much more difficult. And it's very involved. It's much more involved than the procedures that we talked about in the five top reasons to detox your body. And we felt that we needed to do a separate podcast on heavy metal toxicity. So what is heavy metal toxicity? Well, from the mercury that we used to play with back in science class so many years ago, follow those little silver, quicksilver, they called it, bubbles all over the tabletop, to the new toxicity, which also, of course, is mercury, but cadmium, lead, and there's a host of other heavy metals that have permeated our environment and so thus our very lives. It's hard to be anywhere in the world and not have some influence with heavy metals getting into your system. It's virtually impossible. So first of all, we want to tell you the woman's story. Now, it took this lady a long time to figure out exactly what was wrong with her. Her symptoms were all over the place. She had developed sensitivities to all kinds of things that she'd never even been allergic to before. And she had a serious immunity disorders. She was getting achy in her joints and she was having flare-ups of inflammation with quite a lot of pain. And sometimes the pain was in her sinuses, sometimes it was generalized headaches or heart palpitations. She was tired. I mean, she was exhausted tired. Her memory was slipping to the point that she couldn't remember why she had gone to the store or what she'd actually intended to buy there when she got there. The one thing about her story that caught us up really short was that she knew she had previously been very sharp. She never forgot anything. She just had this really superior kind of mind. And so this was beginning to really concern her. And of course, as I read that, I thought, wow, that's pretty interesting. She got foggier. She began to lose her balance as well. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point that she couldn't even remember familiar faces. And that's when she really got scared. She knew that something was off. She couldn't put her finger on it. Unfortunately, she had been from doctor to doctor with very little satisfaction. And unfortunately, again, not even one doctor had ever given a thought to check her body and her whole system for toxicity. Now, I think a lot of times doctors just don't think about this. They're not really equipped. I mean, what drug are they going to give you for that, right? (laughs) You know, by the time this woman actually stumbled into some information about metal toxicity and finally got herself tested for it, I mean, she was really at the far range of high toxicity for mercury. Can you imagine? I mean, mercury is deadly. The really good news is that she's now getting better. And it's taken her years of detox treatments and chelation therapy. The interesting thing about this woman, the thing that really scared me about it, she was only 34 years old when her symptoms started. And her problems had begun 
with four mercury fillings that went into her mouth beginning at the age of nine. Four mercury fillings. So they were leaking, and they were leaching mercury into her body, which never goes away. You cannot get it out unless you purposely work to get it out with therapy, with herbs, with various other products, with chelation. So this is a very serious thing. Is everyone going to have that problem? No, they're not. Many millions of people have mercury fillings. But if you're one of the unfortunate ones or your loved one is one of the unfortunate ones, then take heed because we'll talk about the steps that you need to take to move in a healthful direction. That's right. You know, we really do live in a really toxic environment. And these toxins, these environmental toxins, are actually a leading cause of some of the autoimmune diseases that we're seeing. There are over 80,000 chemicals that have been introduced into the environment since 1900. Many of these are strictly from waste dumping by careless or what I would call greedy companies and their workers who were ordered to do the actual dumping. Many of us have lost connection with older ways of healing, so we don't really understand how to combat issues of health in a natural way. It used to be common for people to eat wholesome, healthier diet. They would eat natural raw honey and blackstrap molasses, and they did herbal cleanses, and they soaked in Epsom salt baths. You know, we did a lot more walking and exercise, bicycling instead of driving everywhere. We didn't sit in front of a TV all the time. And we didn't sit in front of a computer for hours at a time. In addition to the lack of exercise this habit causes, TVs and computers also kick out an enormous amount of radiation. So what I'm trying to say here is that we live in a different world. It's a natural world to us. We've grown accustomed to it. But back then, the world we lived in was very different. It wasn't perfect, but it was different than what we're accustomed to now. And keep that image in your mind of how much radiation that you take in day by day by day as you sit in front of your computer terminal at work. And even the LED screens still emit some radiation. So it's a wonder that you don't glow in the dark when you get home and go to bed at night. (laughs) And I know I used to be particularly concerned about that because, of course, Bill, your job was to sit in front of a computer as you did your all day, as you did your design work. Exactly. And And, the room was dark. We used to think that we were mushrooms grown in the dark (laughs) with these little glowing tubes. Well, and you'd go to work in the dark, and you were there all day. And when you got off work, it was late. And in the wintertime here in Michigan, there was no more sun. So that was a real concern for me. I knew that your health would probably suffer from that. Heavy metals stay in your body, as I said earlier. So many physical ailments that are associated with heavy metal toxicity, we can't even list all the symptoms in this one podcast. It would just take too long. But if you have metal fillings in your teeth or you have other types of dental implants that have some type of metal in them, you may be suffering from mercury poisoning or from other types of heavy metal toxicity. And this would be especially true if those things are broken in your mouth. Like if your crown is broken, it can leach out mercury from underneath. Or if your mercury fillings are somewhat broken, they can leach mercury. Also, if you live near heavy industry, you have to be probably exposed to several different toxins in your air and water, if that's the case. Heavy metals are suspected of causing many dangerous conditions in your body. Symptoms and problems can run the gamut from simple irritability to a foggy mind and from skin problems to the big C, cancer. Any organ in your body could be involved. 
So if you're feeling a little bit off, you can't seem to figure out why, you can't put your finger on it, this podcast is definitely your wake-up call. You definitely need to investigate further. You need to become like the actors Nick Nolte and Susan Sarandon in the 1992 movie Lorenzo's Oil. Their son was developing a problem. He got very sick. The doctors didn't know what to do. And eventually they threw up their hands and said, well, we can put him in a home. And Nick Nolte and Susan Sarandon would not let go. They refused to let their son be a victim. And they worked and worked and worked. So it's a kind of a good movie even to watch another time to get the feeling of what it would take to get your health and your vigor back. It's very scary when you're sick and you don't know why. So we're just kind of giving you a heads up here for some of the things you might consider. It may be time for you to get your own test and find your own medical professional who can help you with this detox plan. In this podcast, we're going to share five ways that toxic heavy metals can get into your system first off, and then we'll give you five tips to help you get them flushed out again. So keep listening. Toxic vector number one, do you eat a lot of fish? Well, if you do, be careful. Fish do absorb mercury from the water in which they live. And larger fish tend to absorb more because they are at the top of the food chain and they eat smaller fish and other sea life. So it's a good idea to limit the amounts that you take in. Also, you want to pay attention to where your fish comes from. Most fish are contaminated these days, but fish from pristine locations in Alaska are not as likely to pose a risk to your health. So if you find some of those to purchase, they may be better for you. Higher risk fish include tuna, tuna steak in particular, and the canned varieties could all be at risk. Halibut, white croaker, sea bath, marlin, swordfish, shark, oysters. Why oysters? Well, they're bottom feeders. Pike, freshwater bass, both largemouth and smallmouth, and walleye. So unfortunately, all you big walleye fishermen of Lake St. Clair, Michigan, beware, and you probably already know because the Michigan DNR, Department of Natural Resources, has already posted limits to what you can eat, and pregnant women aren't supposed to eat it at all. Most fishermen aren't supposed to eat a fish meal from Lake St. Clair more than once a week. Given the information that we've discovered, which is that a lot of this metal toxicity that gets into your system has a tendency to just stay there in your body. So it's accumulative. You need to be very careful with the fish that you're eating. Toxic vector number two is to beware of old paint. And that's not that horse from the old Western movies. No, this is that old paint that hangs around from the structure that you're trying to rehab. You buy that beautiful Victorian house in a beautiful suburban neighborhood and now you're tackling that job, well, you've just inherited a lot of lead pollution. So paint that was manufactured as recently as the 1970s may contain lead. Lead was used to make the paint thicker and to make it cover in one coat. That's how they told how good the paint was when some of the paint manufacturers, even in Metro Detroit, were making their paint, how well it would cover And how well it went on, too, because lead in the paint made it flow so much better. Unfortunately, lead is a deadly poison that accumulates. And again, it cannot get out unless you take measures to get it out, especially chelation therapy. 
So if you live or you work in an older building, there's usually layers and layers of old lead paint under the surface. That's right. And you have to be especially careful with your children. If your children are exposed to old paint layers, if it's peeling or chipping or being removed, it's especially important that you don't allow your children to get that in their mouth. And they have a tendency to want to get it in their mouth because it has a sweet flavor. That's kind of an interesting concept, one that I didn't really know about lead paint. Not only do you want to avoid the dust, but you also don't want to allow your children to eat any of those chips. They like to suck on it because of its sweetness. There's not a lot of sweetness, but there's just enough to encourage them to suck on the chips. The final tip is to be very, very careful if you're doing any sanding or remodeling work. Make sure that everyone involved in the actual project who's right at the level where their sanding is going on, that they wear a spray painter's particulate mask. And this is the type with the two side-mounted can-type replaceable filters. You kind of look like a bug when you're wearing this. Yeah, those little white paper ones aren't going to... They don't cut it. (laughs) Now, don't even think about it. Those little masks that people wear when they're starting to get a cold or you see them at the hospital and you come into a room and they want you to put one of these on. Don't even think about it. They're not even come close to keeping the particulates out of your lungs. So just be careful with the paint. We need to take a break for a moment to thank a sponsor. This segment of our program is sponsored by App Judo, your complete web and mobile application development service. The Japanese word judo means the gentle way. The martial art of judo got this name because it signifies maximum efficiency and mutual welfare and benefit. App Judo follows these same principles in all its software development projects using the best technologies and computer science principles to serve clients' needs elegantly and intelligently. App Judo prides itself on building attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, App Judo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. Toxic vector number three is to be aware of air pollution and water pollution. You want to, as we mentioned earlier, avoid heavy industrial areas as much as possible. Drink filtered water. That will help you to avoid any of the heavy metals, such as arsenic, that might be in the water that you're drinking. can even be in your well water, unfortunately. So you probably need to get that tested. You want to carry a water bottle because you want to avoid drinking unfiltered water while you're outside your home. Make sure you have clean water at all times. This will also help keep you from drinking chlorine and fluoride that's added to the city water. Because if you're filtering yours properly, you're helping to cut down on those two nasty products. But when you go out, you're going to be getting them in a fresh new way. Another thing you want to do is stop drinking soda pop, which is made from the manufacturer's sugar syrup, carbon dioxide, and city water. So you're going to get all those bad things that may be in the city water. And this also applies to any other drinks that are made with city water. In fact, heads up, the city water may be used to make many of the products that you buy commonly at the grocery store. If it's got liquid in it, you can be sure that probably they use city water in producing it. So this is your coffee, your tea, 
your sweet tea, your lemonade, the vegetables that come in a can, soup that comes in a can. Juices, uh-huh, <laughs> and so on and so on. Just because be aware of it. Because most orange juice is actually concentrate mm-hmm. that's reformulated when it's bottled. So the extra liquid that they add in to the concentrate, by gosh, city water. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we just don't commonly think about. We think about the water we drink, but we don't think about all the other products that use water in their production. And other sources of heavy metals could come from your aluminum cookware, from air pollution, from tobacco, because there's a lot of pollutants, especially if you are the smoker, pesticides, medications, all drugs, cosmetics, fertilizers, and my gosh, even antiperspirants. So the list is a long one. We need to be so aware these days. And that's why we wanted to share all this information with you, because it really gave us a heads up about heavy metal toxicity. Now, toxic vector number four is an interesting one. This has been battled around for the last 20 years that I know of. Toxic vector number four is preservatives in vaccines. If you're a parent, you probably have heard all about the problems with the preservatives. They use trimerosol, or they used to use it exclusively. Now they're using other kinds. And in some cases, they have no preservatives in the vaccines. But trimerosol is a mercury-based preservative. It was widely used throughout the biological and drug product industry, and it was used in most vaccines. The United States FDA has now mandated its removal, or at least reduction to very trace amounts, from any vaccines that are recommended for children six years of age or younger. But unfortunately, many vaccines still have this. So when you go to get a vaccine, like a flu shot even, at the drugstore, make sure that there are no preservatives like trimerosol in that vaccine or don't take it. And you can get the vaccines without them. So keep asking and keep searching for it. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of controversy, and I believe in my mind, I'm thinking that it may be part of the reason that they don't allow these things for children under age six anymore with this whole issue of the increased autism in our country. Some people believe it is directly attributed to these kinds of vaccines that contained these preservatives with the heavy metal. Now, toxic factor number five, we have discussed this already. It's to be very aware of your dental work. This is very controversial. Many people are experiencing health problems that they feel perhaps are directly related to the mercury in their amalgam fillings. If you suspect that your health is compromised, the first step is to be tested for mercury poisoning. If your mercury levels are high, the next step is to determine the source of this mercury toxicity. You need a qualified and especially trained biological integrative dentist, and they can make a reliable determination of whether your fillings and perhaps your crowns are contributing to this mercury toxicity in your body. And they have very special equipment that they use when they are addressing these issues, too. They have to use special dental dams and high-powered suction equipment to remove these mercury fillings. And the metal alloys sometimes under your crowns may also contain these toxic elements. So 
you need to take extreme caution and care when you're having this done and you just want to do a little bit at a time, perhaps not flood your body with too much of these additional mercury toxins all at one time. It can be very dangerous to do heavy metal detoxing too fast. The procedure should definitely be monitored by one of these trained professionals, and it can be accomplished, but it may take several months and maybe even years. And it is very, very important to find a very qualified practitioner to work with you. You need a partner, almost like a coach, not just someone who's there to do a dental job and collect the money. It's something that they have to be passionate about. So it may take you a while to find such a person, but this is one of the most important things that you can do. And again, if you're having these problems. You know, one of the reasons you may find a person like this who is a dentist is because they've discovered that dentists in general have more metal toxicity in their systems than the average person. So it's possible that some of these dentists have actually had this issue themselves, and now they are passionate about helping others. So it's all about education. And that brings us to the tip number one to help you cleanse your toxicity. Again, very important to find an experienced practitioner because tip number one is testing, testing, testing. You need to find that doctor who is skilled in the testing procedures that are designed to detect heavy metal toxicity. Unfortunately, your average conventional MD is probably not going to be able to help you with this. You need to look for a highly experienced, properly trained, integrative MD. And that person will have the proper protocol to take the test and to have the test run. They're not going to run them. They'll send them to a lab. But it's all part of the chain. It's kind of like in police work. It's part of the chain of evidence. So you need to have someone passionate and experienced. Might be a good idea, too, to ask this practitioner for some successful case studies to read. And if possible, maybe even talk to some of the satisfied patients that they've dealt with. You have to be careful because the new HIPAA privacy issues, sometimes doctors can't really share the names unless they have prior written permission. And sometimes they do obtain that from some of their patients. The first thing that they'll do is have your blood, urine, hair, saliva, and sometimes other fluids and tissue samples tested by a reputable lab. The lab may perform a challenge or a provocation test to determine your level of toxicity. Now, just like the dentist that we mentioned, these medical doctors will probably advise you also that it's dangerous to do heavy metal detoxing too fast. And again, the procedures may take several months or longer. A typical treatment can involve binding agents. We talked about the clay in our last podcast that was used to help you simply detox your body. The clay was binding with the toxins. Well, there are different binding agents that, taken orally, help bind with the heavy metal toxicity. These binding agents then form new compounds with themselves in the toxic metal, and the compounds are more easily flushed out of the body through the kidneys or processed through the liver and excreted into the small intestines and colon. The doctor may also prescribe saunas, intravenous vitamins, that's kind of a heavy step, and antioxidants and laxatives, and perhaps herbal therapies and shakes. 
An experienced practitioner can provide the special guidance and needs to support you and coach you through this whole process. And your body is being treated, it is being healed, and it is being replenished. It's doing a lot of that work on its own, but the doctor is monitoring you and helping with new products, herbs, chelation products, and the whole works. I think it's important, too, to point out that most of these patients who face mental detoxing do actually regain their health in time, but it is sometimes a lengthy process. So be patient with yourself and be patient with your doctor, and above all else, continue to learn about the subject. Right. (laughs) Tip number two to help cleanse your toxicity is to boost your immunity. That means eat lots of clean, preferably organic fruits and vegetables. And as much as possible, you want to avoid things like fertilizers and contaminants that compromise your immunity. You want to try to eat organic produce or you want to grow it yourself. You want to steer clear of sugars and refined foods, processed foods, things that are made with hydrogenated fats. You want to eliminate artificial foods and colorings and all the preservatives and artificial sweeteners. And obviously, you want to avoid tobacco as much as possible and certainly avoid illegal drugs. You want to consume less alcohol and caffeine and use organic or omega-3 eggs. Now, while you're cleansing, you need to reduce your daily consumption of meat and fish. And this is largely because of the added products to the meat and fish. As we have mentioned, The meat comes with antibiotics, growth hormones, all kinds of other irregular drugs that are not helping your body to heal. And this is especially a time when your body needs the greatest help it can to heal. So cut back on the meat and fish. And another reason you may want to cut back on those things is just because you also want to balance your body and create a very healthy pH in your bloodstream. Often the meat is one of the most acidic foods, too, that you can eat. So when you're doing a cleanse, you want to give your body as much help as you can give it. You don't want to add a lot of acid to your body. We already ingest way too much acid. You want to make sure that you're taking a good quality vitamin and mineral supplement. Make sure that you have extra vitamin A, vitamin E, and vitamin C. And all three of these are great antioxidants. You also want to make sure you're getting enough zinc and selenium. And this will also help detoxify stored heavy metal. Right. And as I mentioned before, you avoid the hydrogenated oils. You want to use healthy fats like olive oil or coconut oil or flax oil. The omega-3 fats too, like the fatty fish oil capsules might be good. You also want to include cleansing and anti-inflammatory herbs and spices. And those are things like, well, the ones we use are milk thistle and garlic and turmeric. Those are all good things for cleansing your system. And help binding toxins and helping Mm -hmm. them to flush away. (laughs) Right. And you also want to reduce or cut out of your consumption all the dairy foods. Also the grains containing gluten. So I think you can begin to see that we're advocating a diet that is very low inflammatory. So we're trying to cut out all the inflammatory agents while you're cleansing. There's certain things that can be added back in. And there are certain things that you'll probably want to start doing in an organic way after you're totally healed. But in the process, even over several months, we're trying to get you to look at a very low inflammatory diet. 
Now, another thing that you can do is add to your diet some herbs that help maybe chelate the heavy metal toxicity. A really good one for that is cilantro. That's a very good natural way to chelate heavy metal. And then you adopt these changes as a normal way of eating as you go along and so that you're reducing the amount of toxins in your system over time. So what we're saying is make this your lifestyle. After a while, you begin to just naturally eat less meat and you actually eat a lot cleaner foods and you find that you don't become as toxic as you once were. We're going to take a break here for a moment to thank a sponsor. This segment of our podcast is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is a great tool for writers and thinkers, featuring a simple but powerful toolbar above the keyboard to help you navigate your text with arrow keys and to change the indent of your bullet points. Use drag and drop to move your bullet points anywhere in the list. Use the zoom in feature to drill down on any section of your list or use zoom out to get the big picture view. BulletPad is available now for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for Bullet Pad. So tip number three to help you cleanse your toxicity is drink a lot of water, especially in the part where you're fasting or the part when you're actually heavily cleaning or cleansing your body. Now, the water that we're talking about is purified water. It's very important because so much of the water supply is so very dirty today. And water is going to help you. It helps your body to maintain a healthy electrolyte balance, too. And you want to drink as much as like six to eight glasses a day and more if you're a really big person. You can add things into the water. If you really don't enjoy drinking water that much, you know, throw a little bit of organic lemon juice in it for flavor. Or you can add sliced cucumbers, something like that. It just gives an extra little flavor to the water. And you don't put the sugar in, especially you don't put the sugar in so that you don't have that irritability in your system. Now, another good thing you can do, too, is make some green tea with your water. And green tea is a really great antioxidant, so that would be good. You get two for the price of one there. Mm -hmm. Tip number four to help cleanse you of toxicity is to create a gut that's full of friendly bacteria. Now, you can do this in many different ways, but one of the best ways is to eat fermented foods like cultured vegetables, yogurt, and kefir, and replenish your gut with healthy flora. No, cultured vegetables didn't go to college, and they didn't go to finishing school. (laughs) These are vegetables that are fermented in your kitchen and are loaded with probiotics. Right, and you can make them, actually, right in your kitchen, and there are many recipes for doing that. Just Google it, and you'll find many ways to make it. There are many different vegetables that can be fermented and cultured. Some of the best ones, of course, are those who can, those that contain some sulfur and the cruciferous vegetables like cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, arugula, daikon radishes, and horseradish, and wasabi. Wasabi is especially helpful in detoxing heavy metals because it contains sulforaphane, which protects your cells against inflammation, and it helps to heal the lining of the intestines, too. Take probiotic and enzyme supplements to add more good bacteria to your system and also to help you aid digestion while it's going through your system. They'll help fortify the gut 
and they'll stick around in your small intestine. You can also add cleansing herbs along with your cultured vegetables to detox the liver. Now, Kara mentioned cruciferous vegetables. For those of you that are not familiar with that term or that name, which I wasn't, cruciferous vegetables are leafy green vegetables. They get that name because they have a four-petal structure to their flowers. And this four-petal structure makes the shape of a cross or crucifix. So these examples are cauliflower, cabbage, cress, bok choy, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts. Those are some other good ones, yes. These things do really greatly assist you in detoxifying pathways in the liver. What they do is they support the production of glutathione, and that's known as the master antioxidant in the body. Glutathione operates in every cell of our body, but it functions most importantly to help the liver in detoxifying these heavy metals and pesticides and other chemicals that we ingest. You can also enhance the liver function by adding a little folate, the vitamins B12 and B6. And whey protein shakes help you boost your glutathione as well. And, of course, that's for people that are not lactate intolerant because they can't tolerate the whey in addition to the other dairy products. No, I do want to mention that whey doesn't operate in the body in the same way that other dairy products do. You don't get that bad mucus reaction and a lot of different things that people get. Whey can be actually very good for you. Tip number five, our last one, to help you cleanse your toxicity is to do a deep cleanse of the body. And this is in addition to what you're doing with the doctor. The doctor is going to have you on very special, heavy-duty, high-level cleanses and also chelation therapy. But in addition to that, you can do some natural cleanses. This would be like what we talked about in our previous podcast, the five top reasons to detox your body. Right. And I think it's important to do some of these more gentle cleanses before you get into the metal detox, because that one is pretty hard on the body. So if you've already done some pre-cleansing, you're going to be a little bit more fortified. Your immune system is going to be operating perhaps a little bit better And then you can go into the next cleansing. And it's going to respond to the heavier type cleanses that your doctor will be working with you on. Mm -hmm. Your body will respond so much better. You might want to do a fast or a partial fast for a few days or longer before you actually do a full body cleanse, too. Take care to get your doctor's approval, too, before you do these serious fasts. Now, this is also a great idea and a great suggestion for after you finish working with the doctor or during the months that you're in between some of the heavier parts of their prescribed cleanse. You can do a weekend whole body cleanse with herbs just to help get more tuned up, if you will. Mm -hmm. I think as long as you're including them in the process and letting them know what you have in mind and getting their approval, that would probably be fine to do that. If you are already experiencing overwhelming toxic overload, you want to be careful. You do want to go slowly. There are herbal cleanse formulas that can be purchased at the health food stores or they can be purchased over the internet. And we talked a lot about this in the earlier podcast that we did on general detoxing. These cleansings are going to also be accompanied by things like the clay shakes. And they're going to have the high fiber component like maybe ground flax seeds or psyllium husks or something to absorb the toxins and scrub the colon. 
Another thing that sometimes is prescribed, actually, by some of these detox doctors are these regular saunas that people do to sweat out the toxins in their body. Now, in our general detox, we mentioned doing the tub baths, and I think that's a really good thing to do, too. Now, one thing that gets very important after these saunas is to use something like a loofah and scrub your skin to help shed some of the toxins that are coming to the surface of your skin. Showers alone help, but they don't quite get all of it done. So either brushing your skin, using a loofah to scrub your skin. You don't want to irritate it. You don't want irritability in any of this if you can help it. No no more so than you're going to have to partake in when you're doing the actual cleanse. But you don't want to add additional irritability. So either internally or externally. But if you can rub your skin down, that's a very important way to shed more toxins. And we mentioned earlier about this cleansing in the tub, which is to soak in a tub of hot or as hot as you can stand it water with Epsom salts. And you want to put a cup of apple cider vinegar and three cups of sea salt in the water. This will help draw out the toxins that are being excreted from your skin. You can also do this quite often. You can do it two or three times a week. Remember, when you're doing all of this detoxing, a really important thing is to drink a lot of fluids with electrolytes and minerals to replace the lost ones that are exiting your body as you're cleansing. Your body does need some minerals, but it needs the trace minerals that are really beneficial and not these toxic substances. This whole process is not easy. It takes quite a while. It takes a lot of internal patience and internal perseverance and even peace of mind. But your body definitely will be so much healthier when it's all finished. And you will thank yourself for persevering and following through with this whole regimen. It's like your body really is this miraculous machine, and it knows what to do to heal itself. And all we have to do is help assist it by getting rid of the things that we're putting into it that aren't necessary for the general health of the body. The body will get rid of these things. It knows how to get rid of these things. We just have to assist it sometimes when we've really taken in way too much of the bad stuff. Well, Kara, I think that's the end of our podcast for today. And I do hope that people are connecting with the steps that they need to get a practitioner, to find a good detox coach. And I hope that they find the answers that they're looking for. Oh, I do too. And I know this is a very serious and overwhelming sometimes condition. So don't give up. Just keep looking till you find what you need. And sometimes you can get information from your local health food stores who sometimes have connections with some of your local practitioners who know how to do these things. So ask around. If you don't know anyone, ask there. That's a good place to start. Bill and I want to mention before we leave today that we are not health care providers. Nothing that we say here should be misconstrued as medical advice. It's not meant to treat, diagnose, or prescribe anything. Everything that we share with you here is our own opinions. It's based on our own personal research and on our own experience and experimentation. That's our show for today, and Bill and I want to thank you for being with us. You can subscribe to our show by going to the iTunes podcast and just look for the Better Living Institute Healthy Tips podcast. Or you can find us on the web at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. That's where you'll find all of our podcasts, articles, and products. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope that you'll share it with your friends and family. 
Thanks again for being with us, and please join us again next time. For the Better Living Institute, this is Kira and Bill Van Ittersum. So long for now, everyone. <laughs>